0: Que pasa. What's up, beautiful people? My name is Kiera, and I am the host of the podcast, The Power of Semen, where procreation is met with wholesome coexistence. We'll dive deep into untangling concepts of masculinity and femininity by thrashing out gender differences, a common sense idea that seems rather radical. Sound like something up your alley? Then this is the podcast for you. But just remember, it ain't for everybody.
1: This is Zach Tobin, and you're listening to The Daniel White Show here at Susan & Welcome to another episode of The Daniel White Show. Today we have the amazing, wonderful... Awesome, spectacular, unrivaled Amber Pender in here. What's going on, my friend?
0: That was so nice. Isn't that good? Thank you. Yeah, you I'm honored you, to be here. You weren't
1: prepared to prepare that at all. I, I threw all that together just now, <laughs> just for you. Gifted. Yeah. So I got to tell everyone how we met. We met over 2020, and I had a photo a photo shoot deal going on. And yeah. we met like that. So, um, which is very great because you are just amazing and this packed full of positivity every time I see you, you all smiles <laughs> like it's been so great so I'm happy you're here thank so you so awesome happy and you're a health here. coach and aspiring grief coach that's right I'm so hyped so we have eyes for a question before we get into that I haven't seen it you haven't seen it but we're going to answer it honestly okay okay I'm gonna let you pick which side first though so okay. you gotta read it
0: alright so I'm reading the question to you You're gonna,
1: yes you read it but we both have to answer it so choose what size you want to do one is deeper and one is not so <sighs>
0: <laughs> alright was there ever a moment when your life changed course because of an action you took and what was it
1: oh wow oh wow okay
0: that's a good one
1: that's actually a very good question
0: and really, in theme,
1: it is absolutely wow. Especially for oh Whoa. yes, okay.
0: And these cards had been shuffled.
1: Yes, we have shuffled the, well. We have not seen them before now. Okay, I'm yeah. going to say wow. and there's. I'm going to have some music playing in the background, so I'm not going to feel rushed. Nah. Yeah. But I'm going to say an action that so an action that I took. Mine's definitely recent then.
0: Yeah. Because
1: when I went full time as an artist, you know that happened like. Three months ago. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: Yeah, I'm still part-time at the job, but I'm like, this is this is my life. This is what I, I, love I do. It. Yeah, so doing that is, uh, it's uh, been mostly positive. Obviously, yeah. being in a creative field, you're um, <laughs> financially, is <laughs> ups Up and, and downs. And down. But it's great. I've met so many great people that I would have met otherwise. Yes. And I'm getting to sit here with you and other great people on this show. And the Free pizza is going well, too. So, yeah. I would say that recently has probably been the most the the most recent change for me that i've the action i've taken to step away from my job and to do this full-time yes yeah so that's me definitely me
0: that's amazing
1: yeah it's cool
0: i did not know that
1: yeah no one knows like, i didn't know you did
0: okay <laughs> yeah all right well yeah da-ta-da! i need to i need to Debut. tell <laughs>
1: <laughs> i need to tell people that hey i'm a full-time artist and i'm like no one knows <laughs> cause i'm like doing things behind the scenes now like, they do yeah but now they do if you're listening to this now yeah. you know. I'm a episode artist.
0: 55 Damn, daniel's right. full-time artist uh,
1: okay Ice in a torch.
0: <laughs> All right. So again, the question is, was there ever a moment when your life changed course because of an action you took and what was it? Um, well, that's super in theme and super similar to yours yeah. because um, the action um, that I just took and my life has changed drastically was, um, you know, career change. Yeah. Similar. Same mm-hmm. thing. Yes. Yeah, same thing. So spending um, four years in outpatient healthcare um, through the pandemic, mm. through all those ups and downs, um, it really showed me, um, you know, that people need one-on-one guidance. Yeah. In all different realms. Oh God, yeah. But um, health coaching specifically. Yo. Because making change is hard. So hard. But when you have someone there to hold your hand. And guide you through it in small, sustainable steps. <laughs> yes. You can do it. Absolutely. So that is what has been the the most recent action and change for me is becoming a health coach. Yeah. And doing this full time. And helping people
1: full time. Full time. Yo, that is amazing. We're going to dive into that in a little bit. I, it's funny how these questions kind of like. They're just so, it's like a coincidence. It's like, wow. No coincidence. This is great. No coincidence. No they have happens for a reason. It really picked does. picked this car up for a reason. I'm so excited. I
0: got chill buffs. And
1: we're going to get to learn about Amber right now. So let's go back to where you're from. Let's start there.
0: I'm a North Carolina native. Dang, right. I am from Moxville.
1: you from Moxville? Yeah,
0: Davie County. Oh, cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. awesome. I had no clue. Yes. I know we have some mutual friends.
1: We do. Because yeah. I have a friend who just moved from Moxville to Philadelphia. Aww. Yeah. Sad. TM? Um, TM, what's TM?
0: initials i don't know if he wants to no okay no not tm (laughs) no this is a
1: uh js okay not a tm though we're gonna talk about that after yeah we'll chat yeah we're gonna gonna talk about that after. i love
0: it when people know people from where i'm from because i
1: might because where i'm from
0: is is small town usa it
1: is very small because it's not far from charlotte that's right. It's like right an hour away, maybe yep. 25 minutes. It's a
0: perfect little country hub in yeah. between Charlotte, Winston, Greensboro.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so
0: great place to grow up. Wonderful place. Absolutely.
1: So yeah, your childhood. How was that? Like, what were you into?
0: Oh, man. Nature.
1: Yeah. Yeah. guess <laughs> that's really Same all there now. was. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and thankfully, you know, growing up in a household of, um... All girls. So uh, (laughs) two sisters, middle sister. So there were, and I mean, neighborhood full of kids. So it was really the go outside, play when the sun starts going down, come back in, have dinner.
1: Oh gosh. Yes.
0: So, I mean, it really, being able to play outside and in nature, it just sparks your creativity. So like, you know, we're, we're in like the woods collecting (laughs) berries and sticks and like making stews and like just coming up with these narratives and like these plays um and coming up with characters but that's what you do to pass the time as a kid
1: yes and it (laughs) creates this imagination that we have like now it does you know and it's so sad seeing not seeing a lot of kids play outside these days i agree uh, my friends i talk about that all the time it's like man this is i mean you see every now and then like we there's some kids in, around this area so like that but it's like i don't know it's not the same
0: it's not you know like it's not i mean well there's way too much screen time
1: now. yeah like and
0: starting immediately mean, <sighs> i remember growing up and there was a computer room and you had an allotted amount of time on the computer and then that was it for the day because everyone used the same you know box computer right there (laughs) yes and so you had to share it and then of course if a phone call was coming in you got to get off the internet dial up Dial up.
1: yep yo i'm telling you it's so crazy because i'm in some communities where like i'm around younger people and who have no clue what that is yeah like you mentioned aol aim any of that stuff they're just like huh right it's like god I'm getting old
0: right like now we're getting old now it's like well we're not old I like to think but
1: (laughs) yeah because we're not we're we're, we're different and we're not old that's the thing it's like but
0: our generation the technology went so fast yeah I mean we went from dial up and like those huge car cell phones where you flip it down, you pull out the antenna. Yes. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To
0: now it's like, you know, in the big fad with the blackberries and the razors and the flip phones and yep. all the fun stuff. But now it's like instant gratification. So all the kids are like that too.
1: I can imagine growing up in this environment.
0: I can't either to be you honest. No,
1: everything's TikTok, social media, everyone's influenced by what they're seeing on TV. It's affecting my mental health issues with kids now, who are super young now, which we have mental health issues with us too, but yeah, it's different. You it's know, so now. different. So, I shout out to us. <laughs> yes, our, gen- our generation <laughs> rules. Not saying that the rest don't, but we grew up in a time period where we got kind of best of both worlds.
0: That's so true.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, so you grow up with your sisters, you had a great yeah. time out in the woods collecting stuff. Um, so, go through that. Do you do sports or anything? Was that part of your? Um,
0: I was always an active child, so yeah. um, I think my mom immediately put us all in, like, dance. And so, nice. uh, of course, doing that. And, you know, like, the, the small town um, theater where, you know, you would do your recital, in, you know, once a year, and that was a big thing. And then um, I did cheerleading, uh, I think, as yes. being the middle kid and needing to get that... Um, energy out and that loudness that um just comes so naturally to me my God given lungs. Yeah. Um I did cheerleading from fourth grade to tenth grade. Everything from, you know, the basic on the sideline at the football game all the way through competitive to where we were at like nationals in Atlanta in high school. Wow. Um yes. Oh my (laughs) God.
1: I can see you being a cheerleader. I don't mean that in a bad way at all. I just by your personality, I can see you being like an amazing cheerleader.
0: <laughs> I'm a hype girl. I'm a natural hype girl.
1: Straight up. Yeah. You guys find so, you on amber.
0: I, but I realized after doing that for so long, and competition cheerleading is no joke. That no. is seriously a sport, and it's a sport that's almost year round. So um, I kind of felt like I had reached my goal. Um, in terms of hitting, you know, states, and um, we didn't win, you know, nationals or whatever, but I, we had made it, so that was good enough for me, and at that point, I, I wanted to change, so I ended up joining cross-country instead, oh, right. and I did cross-country and track, and that's truly where I found, like, my high school home, because oh, cross-country yeah. peeps... You rock.
1: Yes.
0: I mean, everybody likes good music. You just go out and run, and then you have these meets, and that's where it was at.
1: Yo. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. So, question. So, you were exposed to a lot of these physical activities and all that stuff. Were you ever exposed to any coaching at that, like health coaching at that age? Were you had any mentors in that realm at all?
0: That's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think back to that point. I'm not even sure if the term like health coaching had even really taken off
1: yet. Oh, yeah. Because
0: I think our parents' generation um, is just far different in terms of how they look at health and like what was priority for their family. Um, For them, it was like, you know, let's provide um, as long as you have food on the table, roof over your head, um, you're good, you're taken care of, and that's true in one sense. But our generation, I think the greatest gift that you can give your family is taking care of yourself. Straight up. Because if your well is empty, how the heck are you supposed to spill out onto all the loved ones in your life? Yes. If you're depleted. Absolutely. So at that time in childhood, no, I had not really considered it because I'm not sure it was even a thing or it had not been introduced to my world yet.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. Imagine a life if you had that back then. Like through your coaches, wow. who across country, stuff like that,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and
1: that would have been a whole different world for you, maybe.
0: Absolutely, You
1: know? I mean, yeah, yeah so I feel like you still like, made the best of everything you're yeah. doing, you know, it brought you to where you are now, so you're good. But, like, I was wondering what we had some of these things that are in place now back then, you absolutely. Know what I'm so,
0: but that's like it gives me hope for the future generations because
1: mm-hmm.
0: our generation is so hyper focused on. Um, well-being and wellness and coaching and one-on-one guidance and mentorship, um, I think that there's a reason why society is moving that way.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because I think we're going to see, you know, that the younger generation needs more of it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially after going through the pandemic and everything that we went through. I've got a girlfriend who is a, um, a mental health counselor who specializes in adolescence And she says um, ever since the pandemic struck, um, adolescent mental health is a pandemic. It is a pandemic. Mm, Kids need hope right now. Mm. And when they're looking out at the world and there's all these adults who um, are lacking hope or are really negative about what's going on, um, it's making them feel like, what do I have to strive for if It's so bad. Wow. Yeah. So this whole, you know, everyone focusing and hyper focusing on health is so important. And like we said before, no coincidences. It's it's needed right now.
1: Yeah. 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 Especially like I said, pandemic really changed a lot. For a lot of people, a lot of realizations with our jobs, with our people around us, and just with ourselves. You're right. All of it. So I'm happy you're taking this this route to help people. It's been so great. So then this this is kind of a recent thing for you to take this plunge for yourself. Yes. Okay. So let's go through a little bit with the college and stuff like that. You went to college, right?
0: Yes. Yes. What
1: school?
0: U N C Greensboro. U N C Greensboro. Okay. Yep. Go Spartans. And
1: I knew that. Um, what year did you graduate?
0: I graduated. I took a victory lap, and I graduated in 2012.
1: Okay, I graduated in 14, so you're probably a little older than I am. Yeah. Okay, awesome. What did you study there?
0: I studied, well, initially I went for speech path. Um, so, speech pathology. Yes, I have friends in that. Got into, that's actually why I chose that school, um, and because of the program, and it's great. And I got into the program, and I realized um, that that was not for me. Okay and I, UNCG actually offered a career coach at the time. His name is Bill Johnson. Dope. And I went and, um, scheduled some time with him and he had me do all of these, you know, personality quizzes and tests and, um, all these different things. And this, at the very end of it, this computer spit out, um, a list of, um, majors that I could transfer to. Yeah. That I would not completely lose all of my credits, credits. and things that I had, yes. you know, racked up for two years. Um, and in that list was Human Development and Family Studies.
1: HDF. Yes. HDF. I took classes in HDF. Yes. I sure did.
0: Yes. Wow. And so I switched to that and there's a few different concentrations that you can choose from. Yeah. Like you can, you can focus on children, you can focus on adolescent development, um, and then you can focus on um, like family, geriatrics. So I wanted to do it all. So I'm like, why limit myself? I want to learn from babies to geriatrics. And so I got to study everything from physical, cognitive, emotional, every, all these phases that compute a person. And that's so complex.
1: Oh my God. And
0: I loved it. Like when you fall into a study and it feels natural, like it doesn't feel like, oh, I got to go home and read four chapters. I couldn't wait. It's like, yes. And that's your sign. That's when you know like, oh, this fits.
1: This is who I am.
0: Yeah, this is who I am.
1: Shout out to that career coach.
0: Yeah, I'm still in touch with him to this day. Oh, Bill I Johnson. Hope so, Bill yep. Johnson, shout yep. out to on you. <laughs> He's on Indeed. He's on
1: Indeed. Yo, Bill Johnson, that's so amazing. Thank goodness. Like you said, yeah. no coincidence that you found that person and when you needed it. Yeah. And boom. And that kind of ties into kind of what you're doing it does. as far as human development. I mean, kind of what a coach is. You know, you develop humans. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yes. So, you had a great time going through that course. Um, yeah. Obviously, oh, you graduated in 12. Mm-hmm. So awesome. So, what was your. What was the, the, the go after college? Did you know what you wanted to do? Or did you kind of stumble into the next thing?
0: Um, At that time, I was very passionate on becoming a child life specialist. Interesting. And not many people have ever heard of that. Um, and I wouldn't expect people to yeah. unless they had a child in a children's hospital. Of course. So that's where a child life specialist works mm-hmm. and my internship through college was at Brenner Children's Hospital here in Winston-Salem wow, and yeah. I got to shadow their department of child life specialists and there's a child life specialist for um, like every unit so there's one for on- oncology, there's one for general peds um, there's one that just handles um, adolescence and so I got to shadow every single one of those people and Loved it. Loved my time there. Um, a child life specialist is essentially the liaison between all of the medical professionals and the kid, the patient. So wow. just take, for example, um, the kid is having a, a procedure done later that week. Okay. So what would the child life role be? They would come in and say that um, they have to figure out, you know, an age appropriate way on how to explain what the procedure is and what's going to be done to you so the child can understand it. Yeah. Um, so let's say they're really young. So you would bring in a teddy bear oh, and you would show yeah. on the teddy bear, okay, the IV is going to go in your hand and you might feel like a little bee sting, but it's going to feel like this and you can expect that. Um, and so they're just the liaison because nurses and doctors and all of those people, they don't have time, time
1: to sit with a kid to and explain that and yeah. do all
0: that. So there's a lot of that, and then there's a lot of um, like active procedure um, distractions, um, where you're just trying to um, distract the child's brain as they're having something done to them, mm. which might not be um, very pleasant and sometimes painful. So um, that was my hopes for after school. However. I did not really put two and two together that this kind of job is scarce because it's only in children's hospitals oh wow so you really have to pinpoint a major city that has a child like hospital. a children's hospital yeah. and then you have to find out do they have this department there and then most times um, you are among a lot of other fish in the sea fighting for this one position yep So it is kind of like a needle in the haystack type situation if you get chosen. So at that time, I had applied at two other hospitals because you have to do an unpaid um, internship,
1: internship,
0: and and then you can get hired on. Um, But uh, sadly, I did not make either of those internships, and so that just kind of led me um, to working in public school.
1: Oh, so yeah. you were in public schools for a little while. I
0: was, but I'm from a family of public school teachers. Like, yeah. um, my little sister teaches here in Guilford County. Oh, I love that. And then my mom taught um, in Davie County for over 30 years. Wow. So I grew up in, you know, She's in a that. She's <laughs>
1: Yeah. That's freaking cool.
0: Yep. And so I worked in... Um, I worked at uh, an elementary school and oversaw you know, the before and after uh, child care program and did that for a few years. Um, and then I also worked in um, an EC classroom, which is Exceptional Needs Children, Yes. and did that for a while, and then found my way back to Greensboro, and, um, and at that time I was desperate just to get back to Greensboro, and I was like, I will do anything. Anything, yeah, and so I actually had a job find me, um, and I then entered into the world of project management at an international sign company here in Greensboro. Wow,
1: yeah, oh my gosh, which was so
0: random. That's super random. What I was doing,
1: like, you were like, okay, let's do this, let's pivot.
0: Yeah, I had to pivot, and I had to get. I knew that I wanted to be back in Greensboro and that job would get me back. Yeah. So at least I could get my feet back under myself and figure it out from there.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you did that for a number of years. Yep.
0: I did that for a couple of years. Um, and then um, that ended up the company ended up kind of terminating my entire department. Yeah. So that was a humbling experience. It yes. does not matter if you have a college degree.
1: Bruh, it you does not. Don't
0: be naive. <laughs> yes,
1: it does not matter.
0: There is no job security. So just know it doesn't matter if you have a framed diploma on your wall. Yep. Um, yes. So, um... So lost that. That was a humbling, humbling experience, and I'm actually grateful that I went through that because it taught me a lot that I didn't know. Um, and then I actually worked through a temp agency and ended up working at a car dealership here in Greensboro.
1: Oh my God! Yes. Yep.
0: Through a temp agency for a while, and um, and then of course through that job, I was heavily. Um, applying, applying, applying for more, to go back towards what I went to school for, to go back towards my passion for helping people and serving people. Um, And so I applied, and then that is how I got my job here in Greensboro at an outpatient physical therapy center. Um, And I spent a good chunk of time there. And that is kind of like what led me to where I am today. Yes,
1: absolutely. What a story, guys. <laughs> and this is where kind of where we met, you know, and when yeah. I mean, you're at this particular company. So that's amazing. So, so want some takeaways from this place. Obviously, what you learned there kind of took you to where you are, taking you where you are now. Correct. So talk about some of the things you learned where you were. And yeah. then we'll talk about where you are now.
0: Yes. No. So when I was um, managing um, an outpatient physical therapy um, and wellness clinic, um, what I what I realized is that there is a plethora of people out there that need help. Yes. They need guidance, and anytime you make a change, like it's scary, and And I'm talking about any sort of change, but really, you know, like a health change. And it can seem very daunting. Um, And so I learned through this position that there's such a huge demand for one-on-one guidance and help. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just learned that taking care of yourself and investing in yourself. And I'm not just talking like physically. Like, yes, taking care of your physical self is important. But I'm talking about the whole person.
1: Everything. You know,
0: mentally, spiritually, emotionally, Mm. physically, all of those things have to be in conjunction for you to be the best self that you can be.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so
0: I really did learn that um, from my time there. And I really learned that there was a demand for help. Like people want to be kind of handheld into making changes in their life, but they don't want to feel, um, disappointed in themselves if they slip up or if they mess up because it's so easy to turn in the towel. So why not work with someone who's going to be your hype girl? Who's going to be your cheerleader? Who's going to be in your corner and who's going to give you the tools that you need to make these changes happen absolutely for life
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's 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 an amazing career path and I'm happy <laughs> you're in it but I know it's a very it can be a very uh, I won't say overwhelming but like I, that's a lot to take on people's kind of I guess issues yeah you know what I'm saying and you dealt with a lot there at the outpatient facility you were at yeah so the outpatient place you were at like I'm sure that was very kind of some days are probably very rough <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely because you know? I mean I mean, specifically in the realm of physical therapy, um, you're working with people who are in pain.
1: Yeah. And
0: sometimes chronic pain. Yeah. That they've tried everything, they've gone everywhere. Um, it doesn't matter how nice, how polite, how smiley you are. When you're in that much pain, That's that takes precedent over everything else. Right. Um, but, you know... It's important that people who feel like they've tried everything knows that there's still hope out there. Mm. And so that was the thing. And a lot of times, people just need someone to listen to them. Truth. Even if it was just, I just need to talk and vent about how much pain I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Just be it to just be a sounding board for them and let them get that out. That made them feel better. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Seriously. Yeah. It's crazy how many people don't have just that. Someone just to listen to them. I don't need you to respond. I need you to just listen. Right. A lot of people do not have that. It's a privilege to have someone like that.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: I'm sure you work in that environment. where was just like, wow, this is, damn, this is kind of sad.
0: Yeah. You know? Sometimes it was sad, um, but I will say that um, seeing people heal far outweighed the sadness. Yeah. You know, like the reward, like one day walking, watching someone walk in with a cane, getting treatment and being able to walk out independently without assistance, no cane, no assistant helping them. That's amazing.
1: That is insane.
0: Yeah. That was amazing.
1: That is beautiful.
0: Being able to see that, being able to watch someone's journey because, um, just like any sort of health journey, there is no quick fix.
1: Yeah, there's um, not.
0: You have to put in the work. Um, and so sometimes the work is painful. Yeah. But once you get to the other side of that, wow.
1: So you're good. That
0: was amazing. Wow. Yeah. The reward far outweighed, you know, the yeah. bad the bad parts.
1: <laughs> That's it. You think about the end goal when you're doing these things. It's like, yo, when I get there, it's going to be so worth it. Yeah. All this is going to be worth it. Pain is temporary, mm-hmm. um, for the most part. Right, for the most part, pain is temporary, um, and with some work, you can get through it. So I'm wondering, because you've done a different jobs <laughs> at this point, how'd you get trained up for this? Were you just were you able to get on the job training for for PT, or did you already know kind of how it works?
0: Um, so when I was hired, they were essentially looking for um, someone who was. Uh, detail-oriented, um, natural leader, um, someone who could just take lead and also somebody who was comfortable, um, doing healthcare sales. Yeah. And I had experience in all of that.
1: Oh yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, And so
0: it, it really, um, just all kind of molded together perfectly. Um, and I, I loved, um, you know, being able to just kind of, um, run that clinic and help people and you know talking about you know the bad days and stuff it it may it jogged my memory because hearing people come out and say their why that at the end of the day you always have to remember like why why. am i doing this like why are we doing anything
1: yes seriously yes so
0: when you're in pain or when you don't have hope or you feel like you're at wit's end you have to dig deep and remember your why. Mm. So anytime you know, I would have a client um, or someone come in, and I could tell, um, you know, they were coming in for treatment. Um, they were off, or maybe it was a down day. Um, you know, you just have to gently remind them, first. Listen, meet them where they're at, see what's going on, gauge the day, but then remind them of their why. And for example, um, one woman's why was well I want to be mobile and around for my grandkids I don't want to be that grandma who's just sitting yep. in my chair because I can't get up because my knees hurt yeah. and so her grandchildren and being an active part of their life was her why yeah. and that was enough of a emotional oomph to get her to push past you know the points of pain or um, you know the unpleasant parts of healing wow yeah
1: absolutely Mm -hmm. that'd be for you to see that firsthand i mean daily it'd be like very this i don't know this
0: it was rewarding yeah
1: like super rewarding like man this is we're part of something really cool here we're literally helping people yeah you know and i'm grateful i met you in that phase of your life me too super cool um and i would say it led you to kind of like did that spark an interest in kind of doing what you're doing now yes yeah absolutely it was a big spark of course yes so Let's go. Then that that came obviously came to an end, and then you yes. decided to embark on this. So tell us your why of doing this. I mean you kind of explained it of where you work, but like tell yeah. us why you want to go like to this path, and then we go to the grief stuff as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um. So through my experience in outpatient healthcare for four years. I saw the demand um, that people really need one on one coaching. Mm -hmm. That's where people succeed the Mm -hmm. most when they have the same person on their healing journey from beginning to middle to end. Mm -hmm. You know, to pump them up in the beginning, to cheer them on as they're in the midst of it, and then to be there to give them that fist bump or that high five as they cross the finish line. Like people need that. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, who doesn't do better with a little bit of accountability?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) So,
0: um, I saw the demand was there and it just felt natural Mm -hmm. because I am hyper focused on, you know, my health and what I am in control of. Um, And knowing that people, that the demand was there and that I enjoy serving people. So I was like, yeah, health coaching.
1: This This
0: makes it. Yeah, this is it. This makes sense. Yes. Um, so the emphasis for like my health coaching though is, um, I loathe the the word diet.
1: Thank you. I do too. (laughs) I hate it.
0: Loathe. Yeah, like, that's not in my, uh, dictionary. Yeah. Um, I hate that word, and I feel like it was just embedded in our brains in, like, the 90s, and, like, just, like, all oh, these diets and fads. Diet. yeah, uh, and slim fast yeah. and all these things. Oh, my God, Yeah, yes. and I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like, they were in my household. They were. I had and it, And it, the chocolate shake looked good, so. Banging. I, <laughs> I, I took one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Killed> <laughs> Sorry, it. Mom. Killing it. So, yeah. So,
0: um, yeah. So, it just, it made sense to do this. And um, I don't believe in diets. I believe in making sustainable lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. Um, But we all know forming a new habit or breaking an old (sighs) habit is hard.
1: Hard, my friend.
0: (laughs) So that's why like health coaching is so important because when you're making these changes and I mean, you can tell me if you've ever tried this, like, you know, or maybe you, everyone, we know someone, if it's not you, then you, you know, someone and they pick up this weight loss trend or some Mm -hmm. diet Mm -hmm. or like they get a gym membership and, and they start out strong. Of course. And they're like, I'm going to do this. You know, it's almost like that New Year's resolution, yep. um, like, oomph, you're going to do it. Yep. But then life always happens.
1: Always.
0: <laughs> Something's going to come up. Yes. And you are not going to make it to the gym that day or you uh, didn't get to the grocery store because your weekend was busy and you didn't have time to get groceries. Absolutely. So then what's the easiest thing? I'm going to throw in the towel like, eh, I missed one day at the gym. I'm going to miss all week.
1: Life is over. (laughs) Seriously. Like,
0: oh, like I didn't get groceries. I'm just going to go swing through my favorite fast food place and, you know, eat all that.
1: Get all that. And throw in
0: the towel. Yep.
1: Throw it all in. Um,
0: And so that can be kind of like a subconscious um, habit that people don't even realize or pick up on that they have. Like they have all this ambition and and motivation and they set out to do it and it's all good intentions. But then a little road bump comes in the way and you want to toss in the towel? Yeah. Nope. No. I won't let you. No I will
1: Amber. You. <laughs> nah, bro. You about to, you're sticking to this. <laughs> that's right. We're gonna we're gonna work through the rope. We're gonna work through the obstacles.
0: Yeah, because that's life. Yeah. We're never gonna have a life that's obstacle free.
1: Yeah. There's
0: yeah. always going to be challenges. Absolutely. But when you have a strong foundation, when the bones are good, you'll be fine. Yeah. You'll make it because you're gonna know. Okay, I'm gonna fall back to my basics. I know what to do here, Yes, and then I'll just rebuild.
1: Absolutely. You're not going to
0: throw in the towel and then just cave and forfeit all of that hard work and effort that you just made.
1: Right. Over a cheeseburger?
0: Over a cheeseburger. Yeah.
1: I said that and, from experience, yeah. by the way. I've done that many a times. From experience. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're human. Yeah. We're all human. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So that, yeah. So that wow. that's really why, you know, I just, I'm passionate about, Helping people get their lives back,
1: Mm. get
0: restored energy back, Mm. get better sleep, um, get mental clarity. Um, and all of this comes from, you know, proper nutrition. What are you fueling yourself with every day? Mm -hmm. Um, what does your movement look like? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: what, what little habits have you created that you don't even know because it feels so normal. Yeah. And so that's really what it's all about and I just get in with people and talk to them and meet them where they're at and try to get to their why. And that can be kind of challenging sometimes. Oh my god,
1: can you imagine?
0: Cuz like you
1: get like the surface level like oh, I just want to feel better or like, I, yeah. I just want to I want oh, oh, to look better. Yeah. This is like okay but uh, what's
0: beneath that yeah
1: we're, you we're, we're, let's dig like, let dig
0: why do you want to feel better why do you want to look better yeah you know why is that important yeah and sometimes you know um, people will open up at on that first call and other people are a little bit slower mm-hmm. to warm up and that's okay
1: yeah
0: um because sometimes they have to meet themselves
1: Exactly. You know,
0: in order to bloom.
1: Yeah, and it also it's very vulnerable. Digging in because you're gonna you might have some trauma there. You yes. might have some just stuff that's just buried deep in there. That's like I don't want to tell this person. Like I don't want to talk about that or get to that because a lot of eating issues and have stemmed from so many different things. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. So, in a, in a weird way, you're kind of like a. I'm a counselor as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like a license. You're not you're like a licensed therapist or anything, but like uh, right. you kind of are. You know, <laughs> you it's know? funny
0: how it it does kind of overlap. But I I am always the first person to say to my clients, I am not a mental health counselor. Yeah. I do not hold a degree or a a, uh, a license in that. Um, I have a counselor myself. I have a therapist. Yes. Um, That's a part of my um, personal health growth. Um, I honestly advocate that everyone needs a therapist. Um, everyone needs one. Cause like you were saying earlier, everybody needs someone who is willing to listen yes. that does not hold any bias yes. that is not already thinking in their head, what they're going to say when you're done talking yeah. and someone who isn't just going to try to fix it for you. Absolutely. Cause a lot of times we don't need it to be fixed. We just need to be heard Yeah. and, and just honestly just valued and just felt like, okay, what I'm experiencing is normal.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You know. You say we're all we're all human. Yeah. That's kind of what you like Hey, we're human. You mess up, it's fine. All, right. I don't want to call it a mess up. You just did that, and it's okay. Yeah. Nothing to beat yourself over. I hate you. you know, don't point a finger at yourself. It's right.
0: Fine. There's no. I mean, people are so afraid of failing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's how you learn. Exactly. Think about how humans develop when we're babies, mm. or when you're watching a, a um um an infant um take its first steps mm-hmm. it doesn't just immediately start walking no it falls and exactly. gets back up Yes, and that's what it's about
1: yes yeah exactly. we can't just
0: throw in the towel and quit yeah i mean or else none of us would be walking today we
1: wouldn't literally wouldn't be here <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like that's the easy example like you would not be here if you were a failure right you literally wouldn't be in my presence
0: right So a big component too, which is great, that connection of like the health coaching that I'm doing is making the connection with, um, your emotions and your self-talk. Fail can have such a negative connotation to it. Let's flip the script. Mm. Fail forward. Yeah. Fail and get back up. Absolutely. Um, fail and keep going.
1: Yeah absolutely
0: that's all there is to yes. it time is gonna pass no matter what
1: bruh yes
0: we get to choose what we do with it yeah and that in itself is a gift
1: it's truly you know truly a privilege that's amazing yeah i love that you're the perfect coach <laughs> yes so I, so take us to the world of you meeting a new patient so how does that process work to where you can get to the point where you're you're helping them yeah because another thing you mentioned the physical part are you tr- you're not a trainer no nope. okay
0: yep nope so um what i like to do so also from my time working at an outpatient um, pt clinic yeah um when you mention to someone who needs lifestyle changes that they need to change not only their diet and their nutrition but they need to change exercise and movement mm. that is so overwhelming yes, like yes, yes. you see their eyes get big right. and it's kind of glossing over and they're thinking they're already talking themselves oh, out yeah. of it absolutely. they're like i don't think i can do this yeah, my life is too busy yep. i've got three kids i've got you know a partner i don't i don't have time for this um and that's so easy to do yeah um so what i like to focus on i'm not um a personal trainer. Um, And what's the beauty of my program is that we focus on getting you down to that healthy weight, but we're not focusing on that number on the scale. We're focusing on how do you feel? Yes. How do you you feel? feel? I like that. You know, because we don't need to define ourselves by a number, Yeah. you know, and that can become um, unhealthy relationship in and of itself. Of course. So I love NSVs. Non-scale victories.
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: So when you talk to someone and, like, say, for example, you know, clients who have finished their first week Mm -hmm. um, on on plan, and I'll check in with them and I'll say, okay, like, what's a win from this week? And they're like, well, you know, like, last week I lost, you know, like, four pounds, but this week I only lost, like, two.
1: This is like...
0: Okay, first of all a healthy amount of weight for a human being to lose a week, week. is 1 to 3 pounds yeah. okay yeah. so if you're losing more than that more power to you but it's gonna slow down yep. and just know that if you are a slow loser like a slow weight loss loser yep. that is normal Very that normal. is okay absolutely normal and that means your body is doing exactly what it's designed to do
1: yeah
0: um so I'm trying to remember the question.
1: Oh yes, so you're not so you're not physical. You're not a yes. physical train. You, you don't train people physically. Yes. But do you like so? See, tell us how you thank you get them to the resources to f- yes. how to do so, better like, with that.
0: We'll get on the phone and we'll just talk about um you know what does your current health look like right now? Okay. And I'll ask questions you know such as um. What does your sleep hygiene look like right now? Oh, like how many yes. hours of sleep are you getting a night? Yes. What does your water intake look like right now? Like be real.
1: Yeah, be honest.
0: Be honest. And I'll say, and, and this is a safe space. You can be honest and vulnerable. And I know it's harder for some than others. But, um, you know, I'll say, what does exercise look like to you right now? Mm. What does nutrition look like to you right now? When do you eat for the first time? of the day.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: You know, and that's important because oh, that a lot of people don't realize you need to be eating within the first 30 minutes to one hour of waking up,
1: wow. um,
0: to get your, met- um, metabolism going, Rolling. you need, your body only knows. It doesn't know what time it is. It doesn't know what's going on. It's only job is to keep you alive. Yeah. So help it,
1: yeah, straight up.
0: <laughs> so, um, really, I'm I'm helping people take a look at what their life looks like currently, mm. and then I help them figure out, okay, let's let's repair this, let's add in this, let's do more of this, um, and they will by doing that start to create these small. Habitual changes. Small victories, yes. Small victories. Yes. And over time, it's going to stick.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because, again, don't believe in diets. I believe in lifestyle changes.
1: Yes, absolutely. Take these
0: nuggets of knowledge and take them with you throughout life. Teach them to your friends and family, your kids, your siblings, your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, Um it, it, it can benefit anyone. Yeah. And you're never too old. Um, so I think kind of like just to, to full circle it, um, having someone feel so overwhelmed by changing like their nutrition and their exercise, that's a lot. That's so time. for me, I'm not focusing on people exercising. You can have success with this health program, Without the added layer of exercising, no, so really, this program focuses on your habits, creating healthy habits for life, Mm. and it really does. Um, I like it because the work, like, there is like a journal component to it, and the work teaches you, um, where you might have some, um, like discrepancies with your relationship with food and emotions and food and how those things can be so intertwined and we've got to figure out a way to pull them apart. Absolutely. Um, So that's a big component of it too. So when you're working on all of that, you don't need to have the stress of, oh my gosh, I have a 40 hour work week and now I'm going to have to get to the gym three days a week for at least 45 minutes. And then most of the time, let's be real, if you're at the gym and you don't have like a regimen that you're following or a personal trainer, you're probably just doing the same thing every yep. time or like around. getting in some cardio or something. Yep. And I would never say that um, doing that isn't great. Any movement is better than no, no movement.
1: movement.
0: Yeah. Um, but I've just found that clients have a lot more success in this health program when we don't focus on... Um, The the exercise piece of it. However, people listening who say like, well, I already have an exercise regimen. Like I'll get on the phone with clients and I'll do a health assessment with them. And they're like, well, I'm, I do CrossFit three times a week. Like that's how I relieve my stress. Are you telling me I can't work out and do this health program? Not at all. You can do it. Um, It it might need to be altered a little bit as Mm -hmm. we go along and um, focus on, you know, what you're eating um but exercise is not a requirement to have success in a health program I love that. yes so
1: that's so amazing yeah so what's an example to you of a non-skill victory
0: ah i love it yeah um so an nsv would be um like i'm just i'm thinking of actual people that um that i've helped um i'm sleeping better at night Ooh, yeah. like i'm not waking up very much yep um Girl, I put on a pair of jeans that I've been saving in my closet for two years and I put them on and they fit. Mm. That's amazing. It's like, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, the whole nu- nutritional aspect of like um, the direct link between gut brain health. Yeah, and what oh, what we're yeah. eating. Yeah, um, I've had people say, and this was a personal um, NSV for me, um, fog, mental fog being lifted. <sighs> Bra. And who is not, you know, suffering from a little bit of that from the stress that we've had from the pandemic and what how we've been living these Daily. past two and a half years. Yes. You know, um, so I've had a lot of people say, like, yeah, you know, like I just feel mentally like lighter. Yeah. Um. That's an NSV. That's huge.
1: I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. I love non-scale victories because the yes. scale really isn't, oh my God, our body weight fluctuates for all of our lives.
0: All of our you lives. Know? And daily. Yes. You can fluctuate, you know, one to three pounds a day. Yes. And that's just like water weight water moving weight. around.
1: Absolutely. And obviously you're kind of preaching like you need to drink more water. You need to drink this water for sure. You yeah. know what I'm saying? This is part of your priority for the day.
0: Absolutely. You no, know,
1: it's it's crazy how many people just don't drink enough water and that would relieve so many things it
0: really does like that's it. one of the easiest habits that you can start implementing today
1: yes try
0: Ooh. to get 64 to 100 ounces of water a day a day A day.
1: yes i love seeing people at my work just walk around the jugs i get it yep it's like, yo get it yeah yo, that's what you Stay need to hydrated. Stay hydrated you're gonna be using bathroom a lot but hey <laughs> It's fine. That's where I'm at now. I was like, right. God, every like couple of hours, I was like Jesus Christ. Yes. But that's 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 how it is. That's how it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So through this program, mm-hmm. are you giving? Obviously, each person's program is different. Mm-hmm. So are these programs week by week, month by month? Like how are these yeah. programs working?
0: That's a great point. Um, this program is monthly. Monthly. Yep.
1: Okay. Yep. Okay. So
0: we get on the phone, we chat, we figure out. You know. Um, you know we talk about your health we talk about um do you have any health issues do you have any food allergies um all sorts of stuff yeah, and of course yeah. aside from the other questions like of um you know where, where are you at? Exercise, sleep, water intake. What's your nutrition like? You know, when are you eating your first meal of the day? No, coffee is not a meal. <laughs> friends, I used to be that girl. Yeah. I used to be that girl. I would big have a big old turvis of coffee in the morning, and I didn't need breakfast because I wasn't hungry. Mm. Well, friends, that's because, like, coffee first of all coffee is a diuretic so it's going to make you use the bathroom it's going to um cause your body to release the water so you already need to be having a water with your coffee yes um but no coffee is not a meal replacement (laughs) coffee is not breakfast (laughs) and you by doing that and by saying like well i'm gonna i'm gonna eat you know my first meal is like lunch um, you're actually setting, you're, you're harming yourself without knowing it. And you're actually setting yourself up to, to battle upstream for the rest, of the, day. the rest of the day, the rest of the day. And then we wonder why late at night, we're like, man, carb explosion. I am having cravings, sugar cravings left and right. Mm-hmm. I want to sit here and Netflix and just eat a bag of chips to the face. Yeah. And it's like, well, you have not sustained your blood sugar all yeah, day. All day. All day. And so when you're not eating consistently all day with nutrient-dense foods, I'm not talking about chips and crackers and um, empty calorie-type foods. Um, like, yeah, you're, of course you're going to experience spikes, and you're going to want that afternoon you know caffeine rush you're gonna want that evening chocolate sugar fix yes and it's like because your body doesn't really know what's going on or what time it is and it's trying to make up for not getting what it's needed
1: yeah yeah all day oh my gosh yeah that's wild it's so true because i've experienced all that before (laughs) straight up so you're you're literally talking to my past and every now and then i do it you know because i'm human yeah you know so, yeah,
0: and that's good. You just own it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you pick back up, though. You don't throw in the towel. You're no. like, eh, I had an off day. I'm back on it tomorrow. tomorrow. I it, know what to do.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So what people like, because this is, I'm speaking for me, I have a tendency, I, I board eat a lot, you know? Sometimes I wander to my refrigerator for no reason. you are like, oh, look at that. Leftovers. <laughs> I did just eat, but man, that pizza sounds good. Like, do you ever, is there a way to help people like that? <laughs> You
0: are not alone. Yeah. You are not alone. My yeah. husband is the same way. And yes, there there is a way. So um, I always suggest implementing the HALT method. Okay. H-A-L-T. Yeah. And it's funny because my husband's like, you need to name it B-HALT because mine is boredom. <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. So you guys share that. But um, so the HALT method is, you already answered it. You know, I'm not hungry. Yeah. I'm bored. Yeah. I just walked in here. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to open the cupboard. I'm going to open the fridge and just see what looks enticing. Exactly. Ask yourself the halt method. Am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Um. Am I tired?
1: Ooh. Halt. Wow.
0: And if you, I mean, I think you would probably find your answers in the alt part. Absolutely. <laughs> You know? And then that way, that's giving you the opportunity and the power to flip the script and say, you know what, I'm going to have a glass of water yeah, because I'm actually just bored. Have a big glass of water Mm. and wait 15 minutes, and if you're still hungry,
1: then then
0: make the choice to enjoy that. But you are consciously making the choice to do it. You're not going to allow that pizza to dictate, you know, your time. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. you're choosing to, like, you know, um, this past weekend I was in Atlanta for a family wedding, and, um, oh gosh, there was like, um, like a pastry place, and I was like. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to choose to enjoy this. Yes. We're human. It would yes. be insane to just say, Well, I worked with a health coach and now I don't eat candy anymore. No. I just I don't eat anything. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. If that's you and you wanna rule it out for your life
1: That's on you. That's, that's on you. That's your decision. I didn't tell you that. Yeah. That's your decision. That's
0: your decision. Yeah. But I'm more in the realm of Yeah, Halloween's coming up.
1: Candy everywhere.
0: Candy everywhere. Yes. So when you go to the store, are you just gonna continue avoiding walking down the candy aisle? And then what's gonna be in the back of your head all month? Mm. I really just want that Reese's cup. Reese's. I really just want to taste that cup. Yes. Okay. So instead of depriving yourself of something that you know you love, enjoy it. Enjoy the Reese's. Have a little Reese's cup. Take but no. I'm gonna go to the register and I'm gonna buy like a Reese's, like individual thing. I'm not gonna go and buy a Reese's Halloween bag. Yes. Because I know if I bring that bag home, I'm gonna eat it all. Exactly. You know, it's not waiting for the trick or treaters. Nah,
1: this is human. That's a human feeling right there, my friend. Absolutely.
0: And we all struggle with that, you know? Like nobody's alone in that.
1: Right. Everybody's
0: felt that way.
1: Right. So basically, it's like moderation. Yeah. Literally everything in moderation is fine. So. Piggybacking on that, yeah. are you a believer in a cheat meal or a cheat day?
0: Um, No.
1: Okay. I didn't think so. If you didn't like diet culture, there's no way you think there should be a cheat day. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I was like, hmm, how do I say this?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, no, because um, I think that that can get really dangerous when people start using that terminology. Yeah. Because, I mean having a cheat day or a cheat meal wh- where does it end
1: that's very right, true
0: you know yeah. like so I would rather say um, and it's the same concept but it's just different verbiage mm. I'm choosing to enjoy this burger yeah I'm choosing to have this milkshake
1: yeah um,
0: and so you're choosing it and you're you're giving yourself permission to enjoy it because we're human and we deserve to eat things that taste good
1: dang right you know? Yeah, I'm with it.
0: But, um, you're choosing it and you're not just going to say like, oh, I'm falling off plan or I'm going to be bad. You know, like I used to say things like that. I would be out to eat with my friends and I'd be like, I'm going to be bad bad. today. I'm going to be bad tonight and I'm going to eat this fried chicken and fries and dessert. Um, you know, and that can kind of subconsciously start to build up and you don't even realize like Okay, well, how many cheat days are you going to have?
1: Exactly. You know, where
0: does that end? Where's or, like, up? how do you put a number on that? How yeah. do you measure that? Yeah. So, instead of setting yourself up, you know, to, quote, unquote, fail. Yeah. There's no failing. You're, you're going to own it. You're going to choose to enjoy it. But then you know, all right, I'm back on plan first thing, you know, tomorrow or the next meal that I have or, you know, Monday um, okay. I'm back on it because I know that how I feel after I eat is more important than what I'm eating.
1: Exactly. Yes. 110%. Yes. You know, and my, some my mom does and she was really big in um, she's been through a bunch of different diets, but now she got to the point now where I think she's in, there's one, it's not a diet. I think it's weight watchers where it's like, they don't really limit you what you eat. They yeah. just do the point thing and she's sure. able to do whatever. And it's kind of free. Yeah. But Um, when she goes out to eat, this is so cool, she orders her food with a to-go plate, and she literally cuts everything in half. Yes. Puts it away so she doesn't see it. Yep. And then she just enjoys the half of the milk. Usually, it's plenty of food, because American portion sizes are insane. True. So, cut it in half, and she's able to enjoy it. She's not overly stuffed, and it's, and it's fine. I love that. You know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, and that just goes to show that there are so many different programs and health coaching services out there. Um, Find what works for you.
1: Exactly. Everyone's different.
0: You know, Um, there are so many people, there's never going to be a cookie cutter health plan for everyone. Yeah. Um, But I love that. And I mean, she's already, she knew what to do. Yeah. I'm going to get this to go thing. I'm going to put half my meal away. So it's not a temptation. It's not there. I'm choosing to, and then I can sit here and be present with my son, with whoever I'm eating with, yeah. and I'm gonna enjoy this half of this meal, and I'm not going to feel like, oh my gosh, I can't stand up afterwards. Exactly.
1: It was just, that, that was something I had. I, I didn't think that, oh, I can take this home. Yeah. I was like, I need to eat all this food, it's so good, and mm-hmm. now I'm just, I'm hurting. You know? And where do
0: you think we that derives from? Like, I have to finish everything on my plate.
1: When we were kids, and not wasting food. Yep. And it's funny because yep. she used to say
0: that, I know. You know,
1: so it's growth on both parts.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: get your happy plate. That was a happy plate. It was when it was fully clean. Happy yep. plate. And we used to celebrate that, you know, and yes. it, was, it was never like, oh, portion control. Are you full? You're good. Okay. Stop eating. Right. You know, like that is, that is so hard to unlearn, which I think that's probably one of the biggest issues yes. is unlearning overeating. Yeah. You know, that's so. huge. Oh, I massive. mean, think
0: about when you've been out with um, new parents, yeah, and um, and their kids eating, and you hear them say things like, um, "Just take one more bite. If you take one more bite of this, then you can go mm-hmm. and play, or you can do that, or yeah. finish your milk, and you can go and do that." Um, it gets instilled in us so young, yeah, and like you said, it's hard to unlearn.
1: Learn, yeah,
0: and. While I do truly believe like parents are doing the best they can, um, you only know what you know, yeah. And so, um, a big thing with child development is not forcing them to finish their plate,
1: yeah. Yes, if
0: they tell you they're full, believe them,
1: hey, hey that's cool, great, and,
0: and they're making that decision. Mm-hmm. And I mean, whatever happens in a few hours happens later, but don't force them to finish a plate if they're full. Have them clean it up. Have them assist you if it's age appropriate. Have them play a role in cleaning up and, you know, seeing the food either get put up in Tupperware or in the trash and clean. But don't make them sit there and eat it because then that's how we get these bad habits just like in our brains. And then it even, it permeates onto going out to eat in public. And you're like, like you just said, American portions are are ginormous to begin (sighs) with. And... You're sitting there and you're like, oh, well, I gotta finish all this. I don't want to waste it. Or like, this was really expensive, so I gotta eat it all.
1: Exactly. But you don't. Yeah. You really <laughs> don't. Choice. You can literally take it home. You can take it all, and it's okay. It's okay. Yo, you got another meal tomorrow. That's and that to me <laughs> makes it so worth it. Cause like, cool, this meal costs whatever. If I split it in half, technically, I'm paying this for two meals, right. so. I'm good with that. That's right. Makes me feel better. That's right. food me is too. expensive. It
0: is. Like
1: I, ha- I always hate going out to eat most of the time. I'm like, God, dude, this is so expensive. But it makes me feel a little bit better doing it that way. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Hundred percent.
1: So another battle that we're going against because we've got social media influencers, all this crap now. So what if you have someone brings you a picture of someone they want to look like? Just oh, wow. use Kim Kardashian. This is this is use Kim Kardashian because she's one of the biggest ones ever, and obviously she's in the fashion industry, preaching whatever. What do you say to someone like that? It's like, I hey, see, I wow, want to... That's a good question. Yeah, like, hey, I want to look like this. Can you help me get to this point? You're health coach.
0: Wow. That's really good. Yeah. And I hope I never run into that. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I hope you but... don't
1: too, but it's going gonna, it's gonna it's to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen.
0: Well, because that has not happened to me, I, um, hypothetically speaking, I would say, um, what do you like about that person? Mm. And I would have them point out to me, what they find so appealing about this celebrity or this body type that this other person has, yeah. and then we would need to talk about that mm-hmm. because really um, it's it's more of a of a insecurity, um, lack of self confidence yes. thing. Um, but guess what you get when you start to take care of yourself? <laughs> you get like the. That innate confidence, and you feel better you feel from better. the inside the out.
1: Internal confidence, right? In internal. Yes. And so
0: I always tell my clients, weight loss is the bonus to oh, this program.
1: Thank okay, you. it yes. is
0: not the the main target. It is not the emphasis on what I do. I love that. That is a bonus. Yeah. Like, yes, it is important to be at a, a certain healthy BMI. Yes, like that does come into play but that's a bonus aside from all of the other gains all of those non-scale victories that that we mentioned before absolutely so that's what i would do i would have this person tell me what do you like about kim kardashian you know and then i would kind of break down um reality and that um um everything that you're seeing has been touched
1: oh yes um
0: she has a professional hair and makeup team every day um airbrush makeup airbrush spray tans um corsets that are making her body shape um unnatural and it's also really bad for your organs Um, oh yeah don't don't be doing that too much yeah yeah and i mean um yeah it's just it's not good for all that in there
1: yeah
0: um and so really that client would have a lot of an internal work and I might even suggest are you seeing a therapist like are yes. you seeing a mental health yes. counselor a mental thing yes yeah because yeah. um I mean it really does overlap I mean almost everyone I talk to we do get into some sort of counseling because um, it's impossible not to. A lot of people um, tie their emotions to their eating patterns. Um, but yeah, I would just help this person by realizing like, no. Let's love yourself. Let's figure out, name three things right now that you love about love
1: yourself. yourself. Oh, I like that.
0: Yeah. Like that. Yes. yes. And see what they say. And it doesn't have to be big things. Because a lot of people, it's hard.
1: Very it's much hard.
0: so. And especially... Um, you know let's take for example uh, people in like midlife where like life has happened they've experienced some blows mm-hmm. maybe they've had kids maybe they haven't maybe they've experienced um a health scare or something has happened something traumatic and um they've packed on the weight um in consequence of everything that they've dealt with And they're now to the point where they can't even get up and look in the mirror every day. Exactly. They don't recognize the person staring back at them. They feel shame. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest hurdle to work with these people is to get past shame. Yeah. Because um, it's okay. Truly. It's okay. And the fact that you're even interested in health coaching or taking the first action step of reaching out to me, that already shows that you have the will to to make change and and to get back to that person that you love and adore because that person's in there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: They just want to come out and they want to be appreciated, so... You know. I love that. Yep. It's okay. all from the in, in or
1: out. It's all internal. I want to throw <laughs> that little curveball right quick because I know that's something you. I think you probably will end up facing yeah. eventually because social media ain't going anywhere. That's These, right. At a young age, people get supposed to do this stuff <laughs> daily. Daily. So, you know, I'm it's, it'll keep you on your toes. Yes. You know what I'm you saying? You do. You do. Yes. Um, so, how are you educating yourself in this field to teach other people? So, I know you have a thing at Elon soon. Um, it's like a workshop or what you
0: um, so oh, that is more grief. for, um, the grief coaching and grief okay. education. Let's hold that then. Yeah.
1: How are you educating yourself in the health, in the health sector? Are you reading yes. my books? Do you have mentors? Like, how are oh, you? Oh, yeah, I've got it all. Okay. I've got, um,
0: I've got a mentor coach, um, and she had been asking me to do this for, um, over a year. Oh, I can see that. And man. I, um, At the time, I was still, you know, working in the physical therapy clinic, and um, I just had a lot on my plate, and I didn't think that I could take on one more thing. And so it was kind of like when somebody asks you out on a date over and over and over, and you just gently say, like, like,
1: no, no,
0: like no. Um, it kind of felt like that, but um, then of course the stars all aligned and um, and it felt and it felt right and it was just it was time. But um, so yeah, so I've got my amazing um, mentor coach who I contact almost daily and yes. get her to help me with um, questions or um, you know complicated cases um, or just anything that I'm not really well versed in. Um, there's always somebody that you can that you can ask for help. Um, I'm also, um, you know, doing um, educational components and reading up um, Dr. Wayne Scott Anderson.
1: Wayne Scott Anderson. Okay. Yes.
0: So he is um, like he is a former critical care physician and he was so tired of patients coming in every year for their annual physicals and just so many health issues ailments that could be counteracted, fixed, absolved by proper nutrition, um, you know, and just weight management. Yeah. And he was so sick of why on earth am I dishing out, um, prescriptions and, and pills for all these things when I, when I know that these, these people just need these tools. Yes. That's all they need. Absolutely. Um, and so he took it upon himself to create, um, the plan, like this health program. And then he was just like, and what people really need is someone to walk the, the path and the journey with them. with them. And so that, that is it. So between my mentor coach and Dr. A's, um, you know, um, educational components and and then of course, um, you know, attaining my official certification for that, it's in the works. Um, all of that combined has led me to health coaching services.
1: Woo wee. Yeah. It's going crazy right now. <laughs> I can see your I can see why your friend put Positive pressure on you to do this. You just have the personality for it. You know, you're you're someone who's going to drive someone in a positive way. Whereas you're not like overbearing. You're not going to be like a butthole about it. Like you're like you're going to apply good pressure to people because of your personality. So it it makes sense.
0: Absolutely. I mean, the last thing that I would do is shame anyone. Oh yeah. Like that's I'm not about that. Yeah. There's no cookie cutter approach to weight loss or attaining healthy habits. There's no point. You bring shame into the equation. I'm going to tell you to kick it out and yeah. we're never going to see it again. Yes. You know, like we all feel that at times because we're human, but mm. we don't have to sit in it. Yeah. You don't have to keep it. You don't have to invite it to stay. Absolutely. Open the door.
1: I love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shout out to Amber, bro. This is going crazy. This is so nice. It is. So let's go to the next part. You're going to the the, the grief coaching. Yeah. So let's talk about that and uh, we'll we'll get out of here after that. Sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, um so grief coaching is honestly what led me to um health coaching. Yeah. So, um I lost my my dear dad um in October of 2021 mm. and um it was his time um and um I realized, you know, through deep grief of someone so close to you Um, it is so easy to fall into unhealthy habits. Yeah. And working full-time in healthcare in the midst of a pandemic with this underlying level of stress that is just about the world, um, dealing with um, the public's opinions when they would come in and and, and be upset that they had to wear a mask or, or do something that their personal belief system did not agree with. Yeah. It really just tore me down. Like mm-hmm. all of the things just kind of hit at once. And, um, you know, I, I was pulling well over 40 hour work weeks,
1: <sighs> I um,
0: and, and, and not getting overtime pay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when you feel like you're in an industry where you're just giving, 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 um, it is so easy. Um, for givers and for caretakers, especially while you're grieving, to just um, kind of fall apart. Yeah. And so um, it just led me to some really unhealthy habits. I was eating all my emotions mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and I felt justified in it. Yeah. I was like, "Well, I'm grieving. I want comfort food, yep. and I can have this because the last thing I wanted to do in grief." was come home and stand in front of the stove and cook a good meal for myself and right. for my fiancé right. at the time. Um, you know, that's the last thing that I wanted to do. So what was easy? I'm going to call my favorite diner, and I'm going to pick up, you
1: know. <laughs> right.
0: But I quickly realized that um, – and, you know, um, I d- didn't even have a weight scale in my house at the time. I'm so against, um, you know, being a number. Um, but I realized I was, like, starting to put on some clothes and they weren't fitting right. Mm. And I was, like, looking in- at myself in photos and I was just like, huh. I was like, I'm, I'm um, looking a little different. And of course, that knocks down your confidence. Yeah. And you're just like, yikes. Like, I, and then I just realized I'm not sleeping well. I have so much um, brain fog. Um, I had a lot of like acne issues, like my my gut and skin direct health, um, you know, from eating lots of sugar. Like, I have a late night sweet tooth. And I wanted, I always wanted to cap off dinner with some sort of like sugar treat. Yep. So, um, I finally realized, um, I was doing myself more harm than good.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um, I, uh, uh, the, my mentor coach, you know, um, she had, you know, successfully done this program Um, She is like on a five-foot frame, so like you don't really have a lot of places for weight to go when you're on a a little frame. And um, she ended up having great success, and she lost like 25 pounds, and she has maintained that for um, like two years now. And I was just like, okay, I got to reach out. I got to see what's going on. I got to see what it's all about and that's really what you know was the catalyst to me doing that so um the grief brought me to realize that Mm. i needed to do health coaching and then by doing that i knew that the, the 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 demand was out there and that i could help serve people in this you know in this way um but I also realize through grief and through losing someone super close to me, because I've lost, you know, grandparents, and I've, I've had friends die, and I've had, you know, a, a close um, friend lose a sibling. And so I've, I've seen grief all my life, but there is nothing that will prepare you when you lose um, one of your parents um, and and just someone in, you, in your inner circle, like... Um, no grief is comparable but um it just really taught me that um i didn't know a lot about grief or mm. how to handle grief mm-hmm. or um how to pick up and go about life
1: anymore yes, okay. um because
0: the world keeps going
1: yes it does and you <laughs> yes, feel
0: like you're in one of these crazy standstill movies where like the everything's circling around you and you're just in it um And so I am an aspiring grief coach and educator because I feel very passionate on normalizing grief in the Western culture. Mm. I don't think that Western culture does an adequate job on how we pick up and go about our lives because Mm. grief never ends. Ever, There's not this... um, five stages of grief that you go through and then ah, oh, you reach stage 5 you're good you're good. you can go ahead yeah and- you're back you're ready to enter the world it doesn't work like that yeah if anything um grief is a weight and instead of trying to take this uncomfortable weight and discard of it by Putting it in a closet or putting it up on a top shelf, um, because it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. Um, and it never ends and it's never over. Um, I've learned that you have to carry this with you. Yeah. And you're just gonna carry grief with you through life. It's a part of who I am now. Yeah. It's a part of my story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt like there was nothing out there um to help me. Or to reassure me or reaffirm that this what you're feeling is normal mm. and um, and you're going to get through it. And this is what that looks like. Yeah. So there's just, I mean, yes, there's like literature and there's stuff out there that you can read. But um, I was like, this is a great opportunity. This is an opportunity where I can help people through an experience that I've already gone through. Yeah. And that maybe it can be a little bit lighter for this person because I'm giving them a permission slip. That's a Brene brown there. Ooh, but yes. I'm, I'm giving them a permission slip to be vulnerable and be sad and carry that grief because it doesn't end. And in their heads, they're thinking okay, so it's been six months, it's been eight months, it's been a year. I should probably be over this. Like, people are going to be annoyed at me. Like, I can tell they're kind of like walking on eggshells around me. Nobody knows what to say. Um, And I want to be like a catalyst of change in that. I want to help people like know what to say. Um, Speaking about someone's loved one is the best gift that you could give them. Yeah, true. Don't avoid it. Yeah. Because just because that person is no longer Earthside doesn't mean that their memory and that their energy and that their life didn't matter or didn't exist. So don't be afraid to uh, bring up this person's name around them or... Um, share a funny little story about their loved one or a little memory that they had or ask them if they want to talk about their person and that you would be happy to sit and listen. Yeah. And that is giving someone permission to live with grief.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. As you mentioned that grief not going away, like I'm thinking about not even people who have died, but friendships have ended. Oh. Pets have died. You know, um, it doesn't have to be anything that's a living thing. It could be something that's, you know, whatever, you know, losing a, a job losing that, that you a job.
0: loved, yes. you know, yes. and yes. that's huge. And you're right yeah. there. Grief is universal mm. and, 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 it's individual to the person and what they lost, yeah. be it an individual, a pet, um, a relationship, a friendship, um, a job, an opportunity, um, a goal that was like robbed or taken away time. Yes. I mean, Death talking about the pandemic, um, that robbed people of a lot Tons. and people are still dealing with the aftermath Brief. of all of that. And yeah. if they're not dealing with it, you will eventually.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but
0: you're hundred percent right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's gonna, it, it's inevitable and it touches everyone Yeah. at some point in your life. It will touch you. And wouldn't it be nice to know what to do when that happens or where to turn to? Or there are resources out there that I can get some guidance for?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, people, you're not alone in this. Yeah. That's the whole point of this you're not alone in any of this. Yeah. There's someone out there like Amber to help. You know? So, what is your process of becoming this counselor in grief? Yeah. Something like, Are you be sitting with people in an office doing this one-on-one? Like, how's that going to look for you when you start getting clients in this field?
0: Yeah. So, um, I am currently doing an online um, certification course um, to become certified as a grief coach. Um, And then, like, the grief educator is just kind of like a self-coined term that I'm just tacking on to that. But um, I'm doing the online certification course right now. And then, of course, um, I've got um, a mentor um, in this realm as well because I think that's the best way is having someone who has laid out the trail before you to to be able to bounce questions off off of. And, like, how did you do this? What does this look like? Um, but essentially, again, like I, I'm, I would not hold a master's degree in this. I would not be a mental health counselor. I am surely not a bereavement counselor, and that Ooh, is yeah. specifically for people who really need um, a professional to get through um, a very deep and or traumatic loss. And I will always advocate for bereavement counseling um, because they know things that um, no one else knows um, to help you. Um, But in terms of like what it would look like as a grief coach, um, if you're local, Mm -hmm. I would be more than happy to meet up with you in person one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the beauty of it, just like the beauty of the health coaching and the kind of the beauty of the gift of the internet, is that I can work with anyone from anywhere, yeah. no matter where you live, exactly, um, because we we've got the beauty of Zoom. We can hop on there. We can have our talks. We can do FaceTime. We can talk on the phone. Um, but that is how I intend on like offering my grief coaching services to is to anyone and everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you're local, great. I've even thought about um, like coming up with um, a local group here in you know Greensboro or the Piedmont Triad. Um, of once a month and just getting people to come together and having like a grief circle, yeah, and just being with like-minded people who have experienced things and we just need to come together because, like you said, I think the the core of this is that you're not alone.
1: Yes, exactly. You're not alone. Everything you're saying to me is like, hey, I'm here. A lot of people are having a demon experience and it's okay. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? But we have a lot of demons to battling. I, we we all been there. We all we all been there. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's never Absolutely. they're never gonna go away. So. I'm happy that people like you are taking this um, action to help people through this various parts of life.
0: Absolutely.
1: It's so great. Of course. No, thank you. This is so cool. It is. I love that. Yeah, I love <laughs> talking to people like this because I'm learning things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a point. That's why I have this show, it's kind of for me, but I just share it with the masses. Oh, you know I know. What I'm saying? I love
0: it. Yes. You can find every topic on the Daniel White show. You Liter- really can.
1: And literally everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, go search those if you want to see how, how how far we go. But um, yo, Amber, this is insane. This is amazing. It is. It's amazing. I've known you. I felt like I've known you for freaking decades, but it's I only been a couple years, but you've, you're have you doing your thing. And yes, I'm grateful as that. are you. Yes, We're absolutely. doing our
0: things simultaneously. Simultaneously,
1: <laughs> but we're still staying connected. Yes. That's the beauty of life.
0: It is. You know? And I got to get with you soon and get some headshots.
1: Hey, funny you say that, because the headshot deal is coming out soon.
0: Woo!
1: <laughs> cool. So let's read this last question, and we'll get okay. the heck out of here. So what's the other one we need to answer?
0: Oh. Yeah, yeah let's
1: see oh god i hope that's an easy one
0: Uh uh-oh this one says describe a time you got into big trouble when you were younger
1: oh god my mom Jeez, (laughs) i can actually i can name a bunch of times but (laughs) i'm named the funniest one because my dad this just shows how cool my dad is um so for prom My mom is very strict. And she was strict for a reason and the way I turned out was actually a result of that. So I think of that. Yeah. All the time. But at the time when I was younger I was like, Oh my God, my mom is so strict, I can't do anything, it was so annoying. <laughs> so I was going to prom and my mom was like, You need to be back here by a certain time and you need to be go to the go to the prom, come back home. None of the extra stuff, none of at the after parties, all that. And so I went to prom. Of course, we left early. Yeah. And of course, before prom, there's a whole party too. Drinking, oh yeah. Drinking in the parking lot, underage, all that stuff. <laughs> we all done it. And of course, after prom, I didn't go back home. I went to my friend Brooke's house, and we were hanging out, doing our thing. My mom ends up. I don't know how she always had a way of finding me. I have no clue how.
0: Mothers always know. They
1: always know. It's like
0: the mother's intuition.
1: Dude, always. She ends up she finding knew out where, where I, you were. Oh my god. <laughs> She ends up finding where I am.
0: So, Daniel, I said no after parties.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And my dad, of course, is like, of course, my I got in trouble, my dad, my mom called call my dad yeah. to, to tell him oh, what yeah. happened. And to the side, he'd be like, you should have just told her you'd come to my house and you would have been fine. But my mom was very big on obedience. Yeah. So, I got in he, I think she took my car away. Oh, my grounded. My phone. All that stuff. And I have so many stories relating to that. I can go on for days, but that was probably the biggest one that I can remember of prom, trying to go to an after party, go to my friend's house and her finding me. Somehow, some way, I have
0: a similar story. My mom totally found me okay one time yes. at a party and good. she came up in there and, oh, and, and took me out. Yeah, high school you Amber like,
1: Amber, little, come here,
0: little rebel.
1: You're like, oh, um, my God,
0: mom. so that's one time, but I got another okay, one if nope. you want to hear. Keep it. going, keep going. Um, you know, adolescence, but we grow out of these, we grow out of that phase, you guys. Yes, um, I am no longer like this, but. So, uh, in Moxville, uh, there is a road, um, that if you go down it a certain way and at a certain speed, it will give you the feeling like you're on a roller coaster. It gives you, it gives you that little tummy feel.
1: Yeah. yeah, Like it drops.
0: Yeah. Yeah, The drops. And so my dad, um, would take us down that, um, as children and you know, and it was fun. Well, 16 year old Amber gets her license oh and gosh. it's like towards the end of the school year and my little sister is with me in the passenger seat and I have like a uh, a 98 uh, Ford Explorer <laughs> and yes. um, and I'm like um, Carla my little sister and I was like let's go to Sonic for um, happy hour we'll get a slush and we'll take that shortcut road to get there and it'll be fun so, yes Yes, sounds all great. Well, we went down that road, and um, 16 year old Amber was not an experienced driver at the time. And I didn't even think about the fact that, like, a car could be potentially coming, like, the other way. And so, (laughs) yes. So I tried to, you know, emulate like what my dad had done to do to get that feeling and I ended up taking the curve a little too fast and um, and then of course I overcorrected by uh, pumping the brakes. Well, there's a certain, you know, mechanic that if you do that in a car too fast, your, your like brake will lock oh or your ste- steering wheel will lock up. And so thank God a car was not coming in the other direction but we, um, we, we are skidding down because like the steering wheel's not working and like we jump a curb and then this lady's mailbox is like clawing up the left front fender towards like the windshield. So I jerked the car back off on the road and kind of blew through a four-way stop sign and parallel parked it somehow. We just got there, we got to a stop and I looked over at my sister and I said, "Are you okay?" And she said, "Yeah, let's get out of the car. We gotta talk to the mailbox owner."
1: <laughs> I'm writing all this down. This is amazing. <laughs>
0: so then we, um, the the lady and one of her grandsons at the time were of course home and they had heard it and they came out. And I kid you not, by the time we walked back over to her front yard, her grandson had already picked up the mailbox that was undamaged.
1: Oh my God.
0: And put it back up in its stand. And the reason that it was undamaged is because that road is so notorious and known for that, that this mailbox has been hit more than once. And so she ordered a rare earth metal to be her mailbox to where if cars hit it the car is the one that gets, it gets damaged messed up. her mailbox it was fine perfect like pristine
1: oh my yeah. god and i
0: mean i also had to face the music went home um and lost my license for that whole summer
1: the whole um, s- the whole oh, summer like- so the
0: only the only thing i ever had the rights to drive to was my job and cross country practice, and that was it. And so, uh, yeah, and of course, when you're that young and your frontal lobe hasn't finished forming yet, so you don't really have like critical thought and like you don't really have all the thinking skills ready. I can only imagine what I put my parents through because I, I mean, just the fact that a car wasn't coming, thank you, God. My little sister was okay, thank you, God. Nobody got hurt, thank you, God. Um, I can't imagine having a daughter that did that, but um, the good news is we all mature and we learn from our mistakes.
1: Yes, we do. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yes. Road, road.
0: (laughs) Yes yes
1: the roadmaster over here amber going crazy when first getting her license losing it for the summer which is devastating yeah it was because the pivotal moment is getting your license as a kid like it that was. was like the most freeing thing
0: yeah. and i had only had it since like april and, and they then,
1: were like nah bro you're good yeah you're you're you're, like, you're done that's what and happens it's like god <laughs> dumb decisions but Big you learn. Time. You learn from it.
0: You learn. You know. You learn.
1: That's his life.
0: I mean, knock on wood, but I've never, um, you know, gotten into anything since. Knock so, on wood, please. Knock on like, wood.
1: Yes, please.
0: You know, karma cap. Everything. Oh my
1: god.
0: Everything. We're good.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Well, guys, you've learned that Amber is a <laughs> amazing driver. I am now, and she being snatched, <laughs> snatched out of parties. So embarrassing. <laughs> gosh I can I can have so many stories I have my mom at one point I got trouble in class so much that she would come sit in class the whole class would be quiet
0: oh my god! but
1: teachers would love for her to come sit in class because the whole class would be scared <laughs> of my mom sitting there crocheting because I would be disrupting class so much she was like I'm gonna say were here. you
0: like the class clown or just talking? sometimes I was talking
1: yeah I got things super easily and I would just yeah. talk I'm yeah like, this is so easy bored
0: because I've got it
1: yeah and she was like okay cool and she I'll get I'm gonna get whippings all the time and she i won't to come sit in class and she would do that all throughout pretty much middle school yeah. somewhat high school but mostly middle school where yeah. I would live like okay dang this is very embarrassing and it was insane my mom shout out to your mom I think she listens to the show sometimes but thank you for everything Like, I would not be here if it wasn't for you that's right um but you have definitely embarrassed the heck out of me all my life
0: as a good mom should yes <laughs>
1: But guys, we come to an end. If you have any questions for Amber, are you taking clients?
0: I am. Yes, accepting new clients. Yeah. Okay,
1: so people can hit you up. We we'll put your description. Um, we we'll put your information in the description. Sure. Is there a name for your business? No. Okay, there's no name for it. So it's just Amber. Pender yep. Health. But would it will be one day?
0: Um, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, More so with the grief, and then um, I believe like the grief and the health coaching all fold in together.
1: Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Yes, I have a funny story about my friend naming her business after this. I'll tell you that. Um. So anyways, Amber are up. Amazing human being. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy you shared your story. It won't be the last time you're on the show. As you develop, I want you back on because you're going to learn new things all throughout your life. If you're back on this podcast 20 more times, then that's going to be fine. Awesome. But I can see you doing great things and learning so much and having an amazing career thank you you know what i'm saying so thank Absolutely. you so much thank Every- you for having me yes and everyone thank you for listening listen to, if you're this far into it um hopefully you learn something yourself maybe y'all you, uh, should get some health coaching i know i probably need to get refreshed <laughs> on some <laughs> things myself um but i appreciate you so much and subscribe to your mom about the podcast i'm sure y'all have some embarrassing stories about your moms too like we do <laughs> i know oh, we're not yeah. alone <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but yes we're out of here goodbye